everyone, my name is Arpita Sharma and I am a researcher, artist, and filmmaker living in Los Angeles, California. Hi, my name is Manu Multani and I am a PhD student in anthropology and social change and I am also a filmmaker and I also live in Los Angeles, California. Um, and we are the co-founders of Rethink Desi, which is all about uh, providing new perspectives on our experiences in the Desi community locally and globally. And we're really hoping to decolonize our minds and, and uh, build community and sort of share our stories and really talk about sort of what does it mean uh, to constantly have to challenge uh, the things that we grew up with that just don't make sense. Um, and we wanted to do a reframe series because we feel like we of reframing some of our struggles. Um, and so today's topic is uh, hovering around sexuality um, and what does it mean um, to have a relationship with our body um, and uh, our position in society and how sort of we receive compliments, don't receive compliments, how do we actually handle that? Um, and I think our my perspective will be specifically as a cisgender woman um, growing up in California. Um, and my perspective will also be of a cisgendered woman growing up in California, uh, but having been born in India and immigrated here. Uh, so we're going to start off with the first question, which is, have you ever been judged for your appearance? Yeah, um, all the time, constantly. Um, I think it's also not just like social judgment, but I also think it's like sort of self-imposed judgment um, because you think you need to fit a certain social norm that's then enforced through the social judgment. Um, but yeah, I think growing up, it was also sort of not something that I think is encouraged of girls to like sort of have a relationship with their body I think that's really changing now um but I think like I really just didn't have a connection with my body you know what about you I think I grew up similarly so um I I was always like I always felt like a geek Mm -hmm. uh, growing up and I um, I think in middle school and high school particularly because um, you don't really talk about appearance or um, or are supposed to have a focus on that as a DC woman mm -hmm. um, it was particularly hard in that way mm -hmm. um, yeah 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 um, yeah, and I think the other thing that's, like, super common, too, is that um, we're also then constantly being compared with other people, you know? And so it's like, oh, she's really skinny. Why are you not skinny? Oh, she's, like, going to this school. Why are you not going to this school, you know? Or she's achieving such and such thing. Why are you not achieving such and such thing? And I think that comparative sort of way of thinking comes from a place of constantly being under-resourced and always trying to make things, I don't know, um, 
on the track of being more successful, for example. And I think that also then has to come with, oh yes, we all don't really don't have like independent relationships with our bodies. We really have a function in society and we need to just be like building our community, you know, versus like individually focusing on ourselves. So I think like the comparison and all of that sort of comes with that, I think, colonial idea that you really need to constantly be thinking about how to uh, achieve something because otherwise you're just gonna not be healthy or not be successful and then that's not something you know you sort of can I don't know what I'm trying to say but I think it's sort of like you know uh, coming from an under-resourced mindset essentially yeah um, and something else that I like the which kind of relates to that is this idea of not feeling feminine enough mm -hmm. And I think that's something that as women, we all struggle with this notion of not feeling like we fit the stereotypical version of um, of like that perfect full figured body and uh, are the appropriate amount of modest with the appropriate amount of sexy. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's so hard when you grow up in a, in particularly as an immigrant coming from a, a country which has one version of feminine and then are placed in an environment where another version of feminine is the the correct version to try and navigate between those types of spaces. Um, whereas like, um, you know, in like middle school or high school, um, there may be women who are um, who like wearing like spaghetti straps might be the like an okay thing to do or wearing shorts is like cool and then you go home to an environment where those things are seen as very provocative um, how do you balance the nuances within that how have you uh, well I, I think I'm a particularly special case because for me uh, growing up I had a disabled brother and so I was uh, more focused on navigating those types of issues and I didn't really, um, I just kind of was and existed and um, and also growing up as someone who was low income, not really like just kind of going with like, okay, this is what is available to me and I'm just going to make it work mm -hmm. rather than um, kind of trying to construct an identity around these things. Yeah, yeah, that's such an interesting point you make because I think it, you know, it's just sort of coming back to that idea is that we really, we live for our family, you know, like we don't live individually with our own desires and our own needs and stuff. Our needs are all constructed around our family. Like everything gets informed that way versus like, sure, you may have individual strengths and stuff that you bring to a family dynamic. But I think at the end of the day, we're always like, OK, what do I need to do to keep my family happy, you know, and going and succeeding and healthy? And so if it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I need to look a particular way, it almost is like sort of a direct result in which like our communities think that's how it works. Right. Is that your reflection of our family? And if you fit a certain norm or whatever, then you're actually putting up this facade that everything's really working well, right? And I think we're also um, uh, to blame for that because we harbor this, like, idea that we constantly need to um, look great, you know? Yeah. yeah. I also want to, um, because I think this idea of also being low-income, 
I just want to like expand on that a little bit because what is low income in the US is not the same as low income globally. Like we weren't struggling to have like, you know, clean drinking water or appropriate sanitation. Uh, but there is a relative feeling of um, of having a lack of resources that exists within the U.S., uh, um, which has more to do with um, like housing needs or with being able to um, to buy things relative to the buying power of other people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and putting food on the table and all those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second question is. Do you ever feel disconnected to your body and needs? Do I ever feel disconnected to my body and my needs? Oh my gosh, yeah, constantly. I feel like it's a, it's um, it's like an evolution, right? Like it depends on the day. It depends on what's happening. It depends on how healthy I'm feeling or how healthy my family is or, you know, like those sorts of things. Um, but I think... It's um, it's really difficult because then you, for me, it's just been like, if I am feeling disconnected, in the beginning, I guess the disconnection was just so common and, and everlasting that I never realized that it was a disconnection. But now that like, you know, um, being sexually active and being in a marriage and like thinking about sort of um, what your needs and your desires are really made me like retune myself with my body. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the Reframe series. If you found this interesting to listen to, please give it a like, leave a comment with your thoughts, and subscribe for more interesting content in the future. Thank you!